0: The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give us, the whole Home Show team members, a call. We would love to hear from you. Thanks to you, our loyal listeners, I've discovered that you love hearing stories from realtors across the country. In past, we've illustrated that this business isn't exactly what you see on TV. It's not nearly as glamorous and sometimes can be downright spooky. Today is one of several episodes I've compiled speaking with my colleagues across Canada. Sometimes, we just all need a good laugh. So let's get right into our first story. So now we're making our way over to Smith's Falls, Ontario with uh, Pauline Auger. Pauline, thanks for joining us. I'm pleased to. Yeah, uh of course. Real estate stories. Real estate stores, Oh my goodness. We need some uh lighthearted fun that's always enjoyable, right? Um Absolutely. Yeah, uh Pauline and I go back go uh a ways back, Pauline. We uh, we have the privilege of having you on the show because you are not only past president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. You were also uh, the president of the Canadian Real Estate Association in 2015. Uh, I know,
1: in every category.
0: Every category, so you've checked all the boxes off. I've had the privilege of serving on a committee with you and going to conferences and all that kind of stuff. You are a wealth of knowledge because you've been around for a while. Uh, I I don't want to do the math, but um, you've been licensed. I was two. You were two when you started, 43 years ago, right?
1: 43 years ago, 43
0: yep. years. So you see some changes in real estate.
1: I have been through all the ups and the downs and all the, everything in between.
0: My goodness. Okay. And you've got lots of stories. There's one in particular. And if you think of more, you know, uh, let us know, but there's one in particular that you told us uh, when we were looking for stories. Uh, let's go tell us.
1: Well, it's interesting too, because um, until people started getting comfortable with cremated remains, Oh, this
0: is where we're going. <laughs> okay. our, new,
1: our new topic. So yeah. I had this lovely older Victorian house listed. So thinking stone cellar and a lovely elderly woman lived in it. And she, I sold it and she moved. And she called me about three days after the move and said, Pauline, do you think I could go back and visit the people who bought my house? Oh. And um, always leery of why somebody wants to return to their house. I said, well, can I ask why you want to see them? She said, well, I forgot Fred. I said, who's <laughs> Fred? Yeah. She said, that's my husband. I, she said, I had him in an urn and I put him in the basement and I totally forgot to bring him with me. Ooh. So my very first thing was, oh my goodness, I have to phone these people and make sure they didn't throw out some urn in the basement. Yeah. So I called the uh, new owners. I said, by the way, have you had a chance to do any work in the basement, have you been figuring it out? <laughs> They said, oh, gosh, no, Pauline, we're so busy with move. I said, well, the, um, the owner needs to return and pick up Fred, her husband, who's in an urn in your basement. <laughs> and they were like, they, I think the shock left them enough that they kind of went, oh, oh. And so anyway, off she went and Fred got to go to his new home. But I said, over the years, you know, we've had that happen where you know, I've been showing a property, and the woman comes up and she's crying, and she says, "Pauline, you keep walking on my husband. What? I spread ashes on the lawn, and every time you show the house, you're walking on him. And uh, and so, so I think you know we forget that um, as much as it's sometimes not appropriate to no. be spread to people, uh, people do stick them in interesting places. But I have probably the most unique. Um, cremation story yeah. so I had a piece of lovely waterfront vacant land, sell a lot of waterfront and in the middle of the offer, elderly couple, um, she called me and she said, Pauline, we can't sell the land my son has just passed away suddenly and we want to spread his ashes in the lake and the closing date is would be very quick on this land and so we just can't do it, he lives far away I said, well, we can always put a clause in the offer That you get um, access to the property for one day in July, a day that agrees with the new owners. But we'll tell the owners why you want access to walk into the lake. And the owners agreed and all went well. And that July, they um, put their son in the lake. And uh, so about a month went by after that. And I got a call from the the, uh, elderly woman. And she said, Pauline, my husband has just passed away. Could we have another day? Oh. and they said well let me check and the people said oh yeah that would be fine and yeah. so about six months later she passed away so i had to call them one more time and said okay we just need one more <laughs> if we could get this all so i i i say that um it is the most unique situations when you're dealing with people and cremated remains and what they do with them in no, real kidding.
0: estate. No, mind you, I think one of the key things is the fact that when you called, you let them know exactly what the reason is. It would be wrong oh, yeah. just to say, can we have access and not no. tell them why, right?
1: No, it would be. And, and it's interesting because there are people who would have said, absolutely not. Yeah. And we would go, well, you know, it's like um, the house I sold and the people um, who sold the house called me and said, Pauline, we wonder when we can put the plaque on the house. I said, the plaque? Said well, I spread my husband's ashes in the backyard, and we'd like to put a little plaque about his death on the house. And I said, No, I don't think that's a really on, on
0: a house. They no longer they no longer okay. own <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, and again, well, you know, we must be respectful of these things, right? And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: you know, we all. You know, I think it's the it's the fact that you know some people are very comfortable yep. with. Uh, the whole topic and other people find it very difficult so I, I guess
0: I guess the main thing is it doesn't hurt to ask right so it does. as a consumer if this is important to you have uh, ask your realtor to ask the question um, It just understand it Maybe no right
1: yeah and uh, and it brings up the question you know do do people ever ask if somebody you know lots of people bury their pets in the backyard but yeah. we never really focus on is Fred in the backyard
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The things that we got to do again—you have probably seen so much stuff in your years uh, in real estate. Um, now, mind you, Smiths Falls, which, uh, yeah. if memory serves, is kind of west of Ottawa, right? What, southwest.
1: Uh, think of south. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, and we're it's cl-
1: outside. We're it, the it, we're the marijuana capital of Canada.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to get to that because uh, the the claim to fame was the what was the Heinz factory,
1: right? Hershey.
0: Hershey, okay. Hershey I'm sorry. Chocolate. The chocolate factory.
1: This was the home of Hershey Chocolate of Canada. Yeah, yeah
0: and it is now the home of uh, uh, legalized cannabis.
1: Yeah, canopy growth, which um, yeah. which falls under the name of Tweed, is here in Smith Falls.
0: Amazing. What kind of plant is that behind you? There? Oh, never mind. I thought that was. Uh... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, But we like to say our other real claim to fame yeah. is the LPGA champion Brooke Henderson. Okay. So this is Brooke's home. This is her home courses in Smith's Falls. Yeah. And this is where she grew up and um, originally played from the time she was very liberal. So that's our other claim today. We have a couple of them. Marijuana okay. and yeah. Okay,
0: great. Uh, and the other thing too, I mean, I know that you've always been very active in your community. Um, I, I know that you did the hike up, um, you did the roll of Page uh shelter foundation walk back in De- it was december right
1: um, at the end of first of december yeah across okay. the
0: across the sahara desert yeah yeah good for you
1: kilometers across the sahara yeah to raise yeah. women shelters yeah.
0: well, by the way you never asked me to donate all of our other royal page pals did uh i would happily do that They're whenever you it inundated
1: ask. by them so so the next time yes. you're on my yeah
0: yeah, for sure. Thanks for joining us, Pauline. So many great stories, and I'm sure we're gonna get you on again. Um, people love hearing these things because this is the real life of real estate, right?
1: It is. We're hopefully not every day of life, but yeah, it's part of our lives.
0: Great. Uh, Pauline is with a uh, Royal Page in Smiths Falls, uh, Ontario. Uh, you also were you bought the first Royal Page franchise in, in Canada? Yeah, yeah, 1993 or something, right?
1: Yeah, I was yeah. a baby.
0: You were, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: probably okay. 10, but, you know, maybe 20,
0: yeah. <laughs> Great. So if anyone's looking for real estate in Smiths Falls, uh, uh, give Pauline a call. She's fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Pauline. Thanks,
1: Tony. Glad
0: to be here. Okay. Thanks for coming back. Let's jump into yet more stories and experiences from other realtors. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Moving over to Loops now, Kamloops, British Columbia, and I have with me Bobby Eo with the Remax. Hey, Bobby, thanks for joining us. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. Bobby is the team leader of Team 110 in Kamloops. I love that, by the way, because obviously 110 is the sort of anagram of your last name because your, your spelling is I-I-O, right? That's, that's correct. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. You've got a story to tell. I,
2: I enjoy this one, so let's go uh go ahead so uh, i'll set the scene i uh i've got this bank-owned property on a beautiful street called uh green acres Incidentally, i mean how nice does that sound yep so i've got a bank-owned property it's the dead of winter and uh I'm, i'm just doing an inspection of the property uh as we have to do for these foreclosed properties and so I head on out to the property. It's, it's, it's about dusk. So, you know, and, and, and I just did a sort of spontaneous head out to the property. So no one knew I was going out there, but you know, these things happen. So you,
0: you need to check them out because they're foreclosures, nobody living there. The the, exactly. the
2: bank wants to make sure that it's there. It's not
0: going up in yes. flames or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And it's
2: 2007. So it, you know, this is a lot has changed since then, but back then, um, you know, you didn't you didn't have a lot of the uh, the systems in place now, like property management companies that are designed to work on these properties in the in behind the scenes uh, alongside the the real estate agents. So I'm doing all of that myself. So I go out and check on the property, and of course uh, I get onto the property. Uh, there's uh, I get in, I you know start looking around, and this this was a doozy, like. The pool had caved in. Uh, there was, you know, people had clearly left the property in very poor condition. And um, it, it wasn't one of the main financial institutions. It was kind of a one-off. So they're yeah. they're definitely less prepared for these types of listings. So I get into the property and, uh, you know, I, I now it's almost dark, right? Especially inside the property. And I check the ch- turn on lights. There's no power. So I'm going, okay, well. <laughs> You know, um, and you said it's it's dark, right? It's dark and now it's pretty much dark. Yes. So, uh, almost no light. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just quickly go through the property. And, and of course, you know, you didn't have uh flashlights on your cell phone. And I thought, well, I'll just be five minutes. So I'll just whip in and out. And, uh, so I head downstairs to the, to the basement. By the time I get down there now, now it's almost completely dark. So. No I lights. get to the bottom, no lights at all. That's right. And uh, I and the basement was pretty much unfinished. There was a little bit of drywall, but other than that, it was just, you know, concrete uh, floors and, um, you know, um, framed walls, that sort of thing. So I get to the bottom of the stairs and I, I you know, and, I, and I'm just, I want to get in and out. It's cold, right? There's no heat in the property. I get to the bottom of the stairs. And I put my foot down, and I uh, literally touch it, and it was a sheet of ice <laughs> I, hit, I hit the floor yeah. I, I hit the ice, my feet completely go up to the towards the ceiling okay and I la- and I land flat on my sh- like the the shoulder blades of of my back and yeah. I and I hit my head and oh. I, I I get stars right away yeah. and I'm laying there on this ice and I'm, I'm dizzy and, uh, and I'm going, this is it for me. Like no one knows I'm here, I'm yeah. a goner. Like no, you know, they're not gonna find me until, who knows, and, until oh the property is known again or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: Because this is it's the last wild. thing that you expect in a basement is a yeah. skating rink,
2: right? Yes, so, so oh the my. power was out, Yeah. the furnace wasn't running, and so the pipes had froze and burst and flooded the basement and put a nice thin sheet of ice onto the entire basement. And uh so I'm laying there and it like I say it was just completely frozen and just a perfect sheet of ice and of So the- so what would, what would the temperature outside have been at this time roughly? I mean in Kamloops, I mean it it, it was probably about minus 15 or so. Okay. So uh you know it might have been my jacket that uh, saved me but I definitely <laughs> hit my head and uh I laid there for a couple of minutes on the ice going wow. uh You know, shake those cobwebs out, Bobby, because if you go out right here, like, you know,
0: (laughs) you know, this is, this is a reminder. I mean, you made a good point, which is things are different now because nowadays insurance companies are, are very concerned about empty houses because of exactly what happened. Like they don't want broken water pipes. They don't want further damage to the house. Um, so nowadays there's more rigorous kind of checking process, right?
2: Well, and, and I would work with a property management company who is specifically designed, and educated on winterizing properties and yeah. the banks will keep the lights and power on now because they know it's an insurance nightmare if that's not the case so there's definitely like i said m- many more uh checks and balances and i work directly with those companies to ensure yeah. that you know the bank owned properties are are secure and you yeah, lights and power on and winterized too so you know there's no water running yeah. bank shut the water off yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm curious that house. So whatever yes. happened,
0: like it, it, it sold?
2: Yes. So had it listed for back then $149,000 we had, um, I'm, this is, I, I can't exaggerate and people think, Oh yeah, you know, realtors make a ton of money. You don't do any work. So imagine that the bank lists the property goes on the market on Friday afternoon and between Friday afternoon and Monday morning, I had, I fielded 155 calls, emails, and texts from realtors and potential purchasers. Yeah. Uh, it ended up going to court for 155,000. So we had the bank owned properties go to court. We had multiple bids before it went to court.
3: Multiple bids 20, in court.
2: 21 yeah. offers in court, and the property sold for $211,000, uh, which back then we were all just. I mean, our minds were blown by because it, it, you know, the lot was probably worth, uh, you know, 50, 60 grand. And, uh, the pool was filled in by, by the time the spring came, the whole basement was completely molded. There was mushrooms growing off of the walls. So they probably taken that house down, right? No, the people, uh, the the house was completely fixed up and, uh, I think it sold for probably, um, you know it sold over 300,000 a couple of years later.
0: Wow. Well, okay, so so that's the interesting thing people need to lo- uh, know about is you're talking about the foreclosure process. There is a timeline there. So when the offer is accepted, then it goes to court. There's often weeks if not months between uh, those points in time, and that's probably when you had to
2: do your checks on the house, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially going into winter, you know, uh, back then we didn't have electronic lock boxes, so it was like a key method. Yeah, And, and it's, you know, there was uh, once in a while you get a realtor that shows a property unannounced. Yeah. So you want to make sure that uh, the doors are locked and uh, you know, properties all, all, it's not like now with electronic lockboxes, when you know someone enters a property because yeah. they, they have to put in their pin and all that stuff. It's recorded. So out. the other,
0: the other thing too is with a foreclosure, I mean, as much as people think about the fact that they're, they might be getting a good deal. Um, the bank or the lender does not give any representations of what the condition of the house. So, I mean, there Absolutely. you are. You got a property that had a flood in the basement. Um, might be difficult for a regular consumer, or seller to sell. But I mean, hey, it's a bank-owned property. You know, you, that's you. What you're selling as is where it is right.
2: That's a very good point, and uh, uh, the appraisers don't take that into consideration. As you know, Tony, I mean, the, the bank has a, has a Schedule A, which is a document, which more or less supersedes our entire contractual uh, process. Yep. And uh, it it yes, no representation. So the as-is component is often not considered by the consumer. Yeah. And uh, you and I both know that we have to advise our clients, look, Discourses. that as-is part is very important to consider. Yeah, for sure.
0: Thanks for joining us, uh, Bobby E.O. Bobby is uh, in Camloops. He's at Remax in Camloops. If anyone is thinking uh, of going to Camloops, or if anyone's selling in Camloops needs to come over to Victoria, give Bobby a call. Team 110, right?
2: That's it. Thanks Great. so much, Tony. I really appreciate you having uh, having me on and letting me tell my story. And uh, all awesome. the best to you. Great. We'll catch you. Thanks, Bobby. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Now, the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give us, the Whole Home Show team members, a call. We'd love to hear from you. Let's return for more realtor stories. Now we're over in the GTA, the Greater Toronto area, uh, visiting uh, Toronto, Greater Toronto. Uh, Jennifer, thanks for joining us here um, in your home office. I'm in my home office as well, too. Uh, we're we're hearing a whole bunch of great real estate stories. Uh, you had one that was was kind of strange, and I can't I don't know if these things just happen to you.
4: Because <laughs> someone else must have had some sort of murder weapon. Well, crime. let's find
0: out. Let's find out. Tell us the story, Jennifer Patterson Thank in uh, Toronto.
4: So I um I sold a a condo to a um, first time home buyer. Yeah and it was a, a in a great spot of toronto called king west which is sort of like west side of the city very vibrant lots of shops and restaurants walk to anything super little spot she was so excited we did a final walk through checked everything all the appliances all the chattels. where everything was perfect right it was great little great little. things are need. going
0: great things are going yes. great yeah. Everything's
4: going great unit closes i i'm checking on her all the time like how is everything are you okay how's how's life in in king west and uh and then the the following day she's like oh everything's fine following day she calls me she's like i am freaking out and i was like okay no problem like sometimes
0: i'm sorry so she's moved in
4: yeah so she moved yeah okay okay yeah so so first day everything's fine she's so excited thank you jen i appreciate all your help this is wonderful next day calls me like panic stricken i am freaking out okay what what happened you know like Everything is a problem solve, right? Yeah, yeah. What happened? How can I help you? She's like, I I think that the person who used to own this unit is a murderer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
4: Okay. So obviously not something I've heard before, but yep. we'll see what we can do. Okay. And uh, and she, I said, okay, well, what makes you think that? She said, well, I I went to do my laundry, my first load of laundry, and I I looked behind the washer, and I I. I saw something so I reached back and I grabbed and it's a it was a it's a machete and it's covered in blood <laughs> okay <laughs> and I was like okay so so I've never heard of that before right. they don't that's not something they teach you at the real estate college right? no. So like, no okay you know is are you sure it's like not a prop are you sure it's like a real machete it's like it's metal and I swear it looks like blood so it's okay so just 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 put it down. So, you know, like I don't want her fingerprints on it just in case it's a real murder weapon. So I'm like, okay, so just put it down. I'm going to call the other agent. I'm sure there's an explanation for this. She's like, okay, but like do something because I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, no problem. So I quickly get on the phone to the selling agent. And I said, listen, here's what's happened. This is really strange. I'm sure there's a, an explanation for it. But, but my client is like, she, you know, if from a one to 10, she's at like a, a thirteen. Yeah. So and, and and that you
0: remember dealing with her before was she a nervous person or?
4: Uh... She she was totally fine. Everything was fine. So so
0: this really set her off.
4: Yeah. Okay. So so I'm on the phone and then and then I keep hearing a ding and I look and I'm getting texts from her like here's a picture of the machete here's a close up of the blood on the machete <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's going on and on and so so he's like okay that's weird I've never heard of that before I said no me neither that's why I'm calling you so he he, uh, he said well let me let me call my guy. So I hang up with him and I like, I'm texting her and I'm, I'm like, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Don't worry. And he calls in about 20 minutes later and he's, he said, Oh, I talked to my seller and he's really sheepish. And I said, uh, he said, he said, I said to him, so we found what we think is maybe a weapon in the house. Um, And, you know, he's like, I had to be sensitive because if he's a murderer, I don't want to be the next victim. Oh, my goodness. So I don't want to upset him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy said, oh, my gosh. Was it like a machete covered in blood behind the washing machine? Yes. And and the other agent's like, yes! It was a machete covered in blood hiding behind the washing machine. He's like, okay, so I know that looks really bad, but it was actually part of a Halloween costume. And when I put it away, I sort of stood it up in the back, like the washer-dryer's stack yeah. the closet, right? And uh, he said, I, I stood it in the corner because I don't need it. So I tried to put it like far into the back of the closet. And then I remember hearing it go clang like on the floor behind. Yeah. And I remember making a mental note, like, I got to get that out before I move.
2: <laughs> yes. Before I somebody
4: finds it. it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So no one finds my yeah, 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 yeah. machete and so I'm like oh, i'm laughing the other agents laughing i'm like of course i knew there was a part of me was terrified that there was something really wrong but of course i knew there was a reasonable explanation so i call my buyer and i'm like hey good news we figured it out don't worry about it and she's like it's too late and i'm like what do, you mean what? Late? what do you mean it's too late she's like i'm at the police station oh no
2: okay.
4: I'm trying to wait for you. so she she told me, she, she took, she put plastic bags on her hands and grabbed it so she didn't want her own fingerprints on, she grabbed it, wrapped it up, she brought it, she put it in her car, drove to the nearest police station, which was like five minutes away, and she, she comes in the door and she's like, I was like, I don't want anyone freaking out, I have a weapon here, it's a machete, it's covered in blood, it's not mine. And yeah, and so the local police detachment was like, "Okay, ma'am, you know, like please put it on the floor and step away, put your hands up." Yeah, Whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I yeah. said, well, "Just tell them, like, tell them it was part of a Halloween costume, and it, it's fake blood." And she's like, "No, no, they have it. Like, they they came and they um they wrapped it or whatever, and like didn't t- didn't touch it with their hands, and they actually they actually took it away and took a report from her, yeah. and they had to send it for testing." Yeah, yeah so they uh yeah and of course they found out they told her after they were like don't worry it's not real blood it was like corn starch and food co- uh, sorry corn syrup yeah, yeah. and coloring which yeah, is yeah. What, what they use in movies for fake blood um and i i don't know what happened in the machete after that it got destroyed but it certainly did not wind up back in the hands of the seller of the union
0: oh my goodness okay let <laughs> this be a lesson for anyone who is moving Make sure you remove your Halloween weapons.
4: Yes. What kind of a murderer would be so sloppy that he would (laughs) he would leave? murder my, weapon with the blood still on it
0: oh my and you know the thing is of course when you buy a house you know the name of the seller the person you bought it from so she's probably at the uh, police station going bob smith he's a murderer or Do whatever him. Yes. Him. oh my god. <laughs> i know what else he's done oh uh, hey I, I hope she's okay because you know sometimes people get a little like you know uh freaked out about that and it changes you know their whole living this, experience
4: well this was so long ago actually yeah. I actually uh, I actually already sold that unit. So she lived there for a few years. I sold that unit yeah. and helped her buy another house and no murder weapons.
0: Okay. And we got hey, when you sold that unit, did you disclose that there was a murder weapon?
4: <laughs> no, because the police had it. <laughs> okay. yes. So then you have
0: to attach the police report, right? Right. Yeah, or it's right.
4: in an evidence locker somewhere. Oh
0: my goodness. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Jennifer Patterson is with Remax in uh Toronto in the GTA. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh that's a that's a good one. I love it.
4: I can't wait to hear these. I love these stories because I figure if something weird happens to me, it happens to everybody. Right? I'm pretty sure
0: it's just you. I'm pretty sure it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Thanks, Jennifer. All right. Bye now. Bye. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Joe, and this is The Whole Home Show. Today, I'm taking you on a cross country tour to hear real life stories from agents. Let's get right back to it. So, we're still in British Columbia here. We're moving towards Oliver, Oliver and Penticton, uh, my friend Milan uh, at REMAX. Now, if you're watching this video, because we are uh, recording, Videos here on the Whole Home Show, you'll see his fancy Remax bow tie, which is something that I don't have yet. I need one of those, Milan.
3: I know. I was like, mm, I'm like, maybe my cousin should just start a little Remax bow tie business.
0: Exactly, hand
3: stitched. Like it's not a print on there. Everybody, I love. It. I and wish it was, the. If you're my listening, it's not a woman. My cousin is a man. It's nice. a man hand stitching bow ties.
0: Oh, that's a skill. That's a skill. And to our listeners who are just listening to the radio show, it's too bad you can't see this because it is really something. I love it. Milan, uh, I love it. I love it. Thanks for joining us. Now, you've got a bit of a story. Tell us, um, let's start from the beginning.
3: Okay. I I would just like to start by saying thank you for having me on, Tony. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, you've been a wonderful mentor and uh, friend over the last few years. Everybody, you know, hats off to Tony Joe. Oh. I'd like to just give a shout out to Bobby EO, who I met last year in Banff and yeah. became really close brothers with. And, uh, you know, that's, I just it's want a, to some gratitude.
0: Hey, actually, Milan, thanks for bringing that up. Because you know what? It's a tight community. This is the nice thing about the real estate community. Uh, those of us that actually know a lot of agents across the country, um, it's like a family, right? It is. Uh, yeah. And then it's, it's nice that we know people that, like, if I have someone moving to Smiths Falls, I'm going to call Pauline. If I have someone going to Peterborough, I'm going to call Christine. You know, you are in yep. Oliver, Penticton, right? Um, it's great. Thank you.
3: Yeah. All right. To everybody out there, I call myself on Facebook, Milan, South Okanagan, Starsick. Yep. I service from Summerland, Penticton, Okanagan Falls, Oliver, Soyuz, and as well, Karamu St. Austin. God's Soyuz. country god's country god's country as well yes well you know all right <laughs> and uh so yeah i have a little story here mine okay. isn't funny but it, it, it is well like- but this is
0: this is this is real life hey you know what we've been trying to do is everyone's been watching this hgtv stuff about real estate yeah. and you know i mean it might be entertainment but that's not really real estate right
3: yeah well this was not the 24 hours that i thought i was getting into let me tell okay. you, you okay. know, this old episode. Okay. So my clients my clients were out from Tony's area in Victoria. They were moving out. It was before I knew Tony, so I couldn't have got him a referral. <laughs> okay. this, you know.
1: right. <laughs>
3: but um, anyway, we'd been looking for a place for eight months. And uh, the husband worked in Alberta, and the wife was living in Victoria. He was back visiting her every time he would finish his shifts, you know, go back home for 10 days. And we had gone out three times over this eight months in the breaks that he could come out and that they didn't have something impertinent to do at home yeah. so basically i knew exactly what they wanted by then i was i was taking a couple coachings at the time and that really sort of uh i'm, I'm very good with my buyers you know most people take seven trips to find something for their buyers i'm averaging like 3.2 you got it figured out yeah like i I listen to people, I ask them about the house, I ask them what their needs are. I have the man's needs and the woman's needs, and you know, and I tell them, well, you're gonna have an overlap, have all eight perfect needs yeah. you know we we could you know live on sometimes
0: sometimes our job is counseling
3: yeah sometimes it is you know and and I ask them too, what out of those eight are your essential right yeah. and this home had it all it was a nice custom built rural home it was uh it had been owned and built by a German guy as part of this Bearland Strata Co-op outside of Penticton. When this house became available, it was early 2017. The market was hot like fire outside of Penticton. I called up Maria and said, "Maria, I have your, I have your, wow, well, like your perfect home. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, but you need to come today." Yeah. And because she wasn't working at this time, Marie immediately jumped on a plane from Victoria where she was out there by one, yeah. by 3.30 so, you fly, so
0: she would fly to Kelowna, right?
3: She flew actually to Penticton. Okay. She okay. did a Victoria, Vancouver, Vancouver, Penticton.
0: Got it. Got it. Got
3: it. And and uh, because it, was, it would have got her there just during business hours and to be able to get home that day. Yeah. Like she was going to come and go home. Yeah. So we went out, we saw the house. She was she was as in love with it as I knew she would be. And um, and her husband Dan was working and she had power of attorney for Dan to sign for the contract. And we had an accepted offer by three thirty. Her flight was to leave at five thirty PM. So day. so this
0: is the way things should go. So up to now everything's going kind of Everything perfect.
3: Like this is like she was crying when she went in the home. It oh. was like, I, I, it was it was her wow moment. Okay. I felt the absolute bliss of servitude. Okay. I'm thinking this is the greatest day ever. Yes. I finally, it was my epiphany day in my life. Okay. okay, okay,
0: okay. But, but then, then miss, something happened.
3: Moment. And then, so uh, in the Okanagan Valley, the Penticton Airport doesn't have this same uh, like radar as the Kelowna. So if it's too overcast, they actually have to cancel flights. Okay. Whereas Kelowna has additional guidance and can go beyond and, and say, maybe have 75% less case cancellations in the winter. Okay. So we go from this accepted offer to having a meal, I take her to the airport and her flights canceled. Okay. And so now Maria started worrying. And I'm like, okay, well, I said, listen, Maria, I said, you know, they'll, they'll get you on a flight tomorrow. I said, you'll have to pay for a hotel tonight. Yeah. I said, but I'll drive you to the hotel and I'll come and pick you up and take you to the airport in the morning. Yeah. And so there was a 6.30 flight out the next day. And, uh, you know, we're driving from the airport to her hotel. She's like, you know, I have to tell you something, Milan. I, I had a stroke before. Oh. And I didn't bring my medication and I took my medication at 11.30 today, and I have to take it again within 24 hours. Ugh. And I'm like, and, and she says, and the problem is really that lies in this is that a lot of stress can trigger another stroke in me. Oh, and great. by now I'm like, and you didn't think to bring the medication just in case, or or like you didn't think to tell me i'm like do you want me to take you to the hospital and yeah. get, a, get another prescription for this medication and for whatever reason she refused on that and i took her to i took her actually went we did a little bit of shopping so she had some amenities for the night and i dropped her off and by now whatever say it's like seven at night and all of a sudden my phone rings at 4 a.m Uh-oh. and she's like Milan, this is Maria, and I'm freaking out. My flight is canceled. There's going to be no flights out of Penticton this morning. And I'm like jumping out of bed, and I've got the phone on me, and I'm getting dressed. I'm like, okay, Maria. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm like, let's breathe for a second. Yeah. I'm like, because, because right now, I'm getting dressed, which means that I will be at your hotel in 25 minutes, yeah. and I will drive you up to Kelowna, and we're going to be fine here. There will be a flight out of Kelowna, you call Air Canada, you get them to emergency book you on one of these flights and it'll all be okay. I said, Maria, you know what? I'm like, you have my whole day to help yeah. you out here. I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with this. And so she's like, okay. And so by the time I get to her, air, her hotel, hotel, it's shortly after five. She's ready. She's waiting outside in the snow. And so we're driving up and we get to just past Peachland where it comes over past that, like just before that mill to West Bank, mm-hmm. where it's like they carved the highway through the cliff.
0: Yes, 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 I we know get, exactly.
3: Yeah. We, get, we get just past that exit onto the 97 C where there's no more exits, Yeah. and it's dead stop traffic. Okay. And it turns out that a tractor trailer carrying telephone poles had cap- like hit the snow and the ice at the top of the hill, knocked out three poles, yeah. went sideways, and was blocking both sides of the highway with all the poles, the truck, the down power wires. And so we sit in the car and we sit there for about two hours, maybe. And, you know, they're like, stay in the car. There's people walking down going, stay in the car. Finally, after two hours, like she's like quivering with stress. And I'm just like, okay, Maria, you wait here. And I walk to the front and, you know, it's, there, there's like a fireman standing and the power lines down and the divider. And I said, listen, I said, um, you know, you're here for safety, right? And to save lives. I said, that's what you're here for, right? I said, my client is in my car. And if she doesn't get through this, she's going to have another stroke. And oh. you're going to have like dropped the ball on saving lives right now. Okay. I'm like, she needs your help. And so at this point where I'm at, I can see the next exit. Yeah. And I just said, listen, I need to, for you, to pass, get her over this concrete barrier and to that exit so she can catch a cab and get to her medication in time, not to stroke out. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, you wait here. And he makes me wait about five minutes. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, bring her up. But the, the quintessential moment of all this, like if I had had a camera at any one moment in my real estate career, was me lifting Maria over my head, over the concrete to these two receiving firemen. Oh my goodness. And she made it home. She made it home 15 minutes before her 24 hours due for her medication. What? Yeah. And so oh. and actually, and oddly enough, listen to this. So this is the power of customer loyalty when you save your life, their life, everybody. Okay. But less than a week ago or two weeks ago, Maria calls me up. She says, you know, I'm really lonely with Dan being up in Alberta, and I want to go back to my grandkids in Victoria, which her sister's a real estate agent. Uh, otherwise, you would have the referral. Done. Okay,
2: oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> But anyway,
3: um, yeah, I'm selling their wow. house here now after that. Wow.
0: Okay, so you know what? I, this is an example of – and you are an excellent example, Milan. I know this about you. This is an example of people that uh, go past the 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 um, – you know, above and beyond the call of duty. And, Mm. you know, it's funny because as much as you describe, uh, you know, finding the right house and all that kind of stuff, none of this had to do with the fact that you made a sale. This was, this was you developing the relationship and um, somebody was in need and you helped them. And, you know, kudos to you, man. That's, this is just a a great example of us, the real estate industry. Um, You know, we're not, what you see on HGTV and, and all Not that all stuff.
3: greedy scumbags that are like out no. to get something from someone. And yeah. I would just like to say as, a, as an end thing to, to that story is that yeah. that very day with her changed my life forever on the direction of me and servitude for others. Amazing. And I feel like every point before that in my life, yeah. I was more experiencing joy for benefits to me. And what that day taught me was the joy of experiencing uh, or when other people experience the benefits of your actions.
0: Fantastic. I love it, Milan. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Um,
2: Hey, it turned out. Can I
3: say one last thing? Can I plug one thing, Tony? And you can edit it off if it doesn't. Okay. Okay. So my mom has a lung cancer and we're going to start to try to do this thing called families for families together for families together. Later in September, the date will be announced here by early June. It's going to be a 10-kilometer thing, and it's not all in one place. People can do it anywhere. We're going to try to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. You can walk, you can bike, you can run, but we're trying to get it as a multi-generational thing. Mm -hmm. And so like my mom will be doing it. My, my daughter's a bit lazy on the running, so she'll be riding a bike. So we'll have three generations of our family and I'm going to sort of set up a page for people to join. And then, you know, their sponsors can sort of go towards this. So it'll be families kind of across the world together, raising money for the Children's Miracle Network, which helps keep families together.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you. When you get that all set up, you let me know. We're going to promote that on, on this side here.
3: I would love that. Thank you, Tony.
0: Love it. Thank you again, Milan. Uh, wow, real estate stories. You know that one. It it uh, when when I first heard about it, it was like, yeah, you know, that sounds kind of interesting, but it's ended up being a heartwarming kind of uh, story. And
3: uh, yes, I you know I I, I, I almost kind of tear up yeah. thinking about it. You know.
0: Thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah. All thank right. You,
3: Tony, for being a brother forever, and thank you for having me on.
0: Thanks again for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed these stories and have had some good chuckles. I'll be here for you this time next week.